When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. Good Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. We got a lot to get to. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. On Twitter, it's uh, at Jay Cameron Show. Don't forget to celebrate the goodness of War Chant TV with all your friends. All right, Florida State loses, but now it gets good. Now it gets good. Because I think the season starts basically now. Now we get into some heady stuff. Now we get into um, really what's going to shape our opinions of the season and what's going to shape our opinions of the staff and what's going to shape our opinions of what lies ahead for Florida State football. Um, You've got, after this bye, imminently winnable football games. Not easily, but imminently winnable football games. Florida State now gets into a situation where if they are to go out and execute and win football games with the schedule that remains, we look back at the season and say, this was a success. This was a big step forward. This was the building block for the next big thing. If, however, they are to go out and stumble through the remaining five games and go, say, I don't know, just three and two, this season will be a disappointment, unequivocally. You will not have a good taste in your mouth, and you will not feel good about the coaching staff, period. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. They should rest up, get healthy, attack these five games with the opportunity at hand to have a good season, almost great season. If you win all five and you go nine and three, ain't nobody mad about nothing. There might be a mild lament over the three-game losing streak that we just finished. There might be frustration centering around, obviously, the NC State loss that you let get away. Fine. But you won't bemoan it forevermore because 9-3, and three, without question, would be a huge success and a building block towards more success, a better recruiting class, and opportunities to compete for and win the conference. That's what you're looking for now with these remaining five games. These games, Georgia Tech, starting with Georgia Tech, which, by the way, we found out today, noon. Noon kickoff. Seems apt. For that game, Florida State on a three-game losing streak. Georgia Tech is disinteresting to everybody, even Georgia Tech fans. So here we go. Fine. Noon. Win that game. Dominate that game without question. If you don't, it's answering questions for you already. You know where we sit. You lose that game. The season is 
off the rails, period. Then you have Miami. Then you have Syracuse on the road. That's going to be a war. Then you have Louisiana. And then you host Florida, who's a bit of a mess, especially defensively. You can win all five games. It wouldn't even be that shocking. Wouldn't even be that shocking if you won all five games. You certainly should go at least four and one in those games. Three and two will be a failure. Three and two will be a failure. Seven and five will be a failure. You started four and zero, oh, should not finish seven and five. Now, it's hard to kind of get your mind around that because you're right now thinking about the current set of losses, three in a row. You kind of live in that world for a while because it just happened and it's frustrating. Say it with me, kids. Wins and losses happen for a reason, and they elicit emotion. You might intellectually say before this three-game stretch, I think they lose all three. But then you lose all three, and it affects you, even if you knew it was coming, because you saw the games. You saw the plays that could have been made. You saw the mistakes that were made. You saw certain coaching decisions you didn't like. You saw a lack of execution in key moments of football games that cost you the game. But if you go back to what your mindset was before the start of the year and you go back to thinking about this the way you did before the stretch of games were played, you'd say it's not unreasonable to have lost the games that Florida State lost. Clemson's a better football team than Florida State. Wake Forest is a better football team than Florida State. NC State's not. That one hurts. Not going to lie. We came on the air that Monday and said, this one hurts. Shouldn't have lost this game. But, frankly, I'm not distraught by the three-game losing streak. I'm eager to see what they do next. Now you have to prove, because I sense that they're a lot better than they were a year ago. I think we all know that. I think they're moving in the right direction. I think Mike's the right guy. They have holes to fill. He makes mistakes. That's that's everybody. But I think he's the right guy and the program's moving in the right direction. But you got to go prove that by going out and playing really well in these next five games. It can't be that you digress, regress. It can't be that you lose these three games... Players begin looking around, become selfish, frustrated, lose focus, pity party. And I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. But the games will be the evidence. We'll find out if they go and play well. I think they're going to smash Georgia Tech. I don't think that'll be much of a game. I don't care that Georgia Tech's playing better. Doesn't matter. I think Florida State will win that game going away. The stretch where you're going to kind of have to buckle up is the road game against Miami, who's not playing well. They looked like ass again against Virginia Tech. Syracuse continues to be the surprise story of the year in the ACC. You'll kill Louisiana, and then we've got Florida at the end of the year. So now's the time. You get Fabian Lovett back, one would presume, for this stretch. He makes a huge difference, would have made a big difference in this game against Clemson on Saturday night, didn't play. I worried about it all week long. We speculated that he Probably wouldn't play, didn't play. Had he played, Shipley's numbers aren't as good. Florida State has a chance to win the game. He didn't play. Shipley's numbers were great. He was good. Florida State lost the game. I know there's a whole lot more to it. But he's a key component of what you're trying to do up front. And not having him post-LSU 
is very frustrating because we keep waiting and waiting, but in the interim, you know, you, you got games. you got to find a way, and they've done a pretty good job, pretty good job against the run. They've, they've found a way to kind of muscle up. I've been more concerned with the back end. Frankly, your safety play, which we thought would be a plus, has not been. Neither of those two individuals have played well. Knowles sucked on Saturday. He sucked all year. Um, you know, Duke Cooper's been a, a massive disappointment. Um, and that's frustrating. So really the back end is where I'm frustrated, but that group would be helped out also if Fabian Love could get back. So, you know, that that's the group that I'm going to look at. We'll talk at the end of the year about what changes might need to be made defensively. Um, you got to get some better players in here, that's for sure. Uh, but the back end is, is not real good. Just in, in this particular matchup last year, you needed a lot of things to go right for you in order to be in a game, you know, into the second half. This one, you found a way to not be in the game early in the second half. It's it's that short-circuiting of the final two minutes yeah. before halftime, mm-hmm. the first two minutes of the third quarter that are the death knell. And before that point, you're going toe-to-toe. It's yeah. a 50-50 ball game. Yeah, it is. You're, I agree with you. That's the hard part about this That's point. what this team does, though. Correct. So, I mean, oh, they, they, this is what they do. That's, that's who they are. Not an isolated incident. No, this is who they are. Uh, they will fail you in key situations, this team. And if you play good teams, you lose games when you fail in those situations. And Florida State always fails in those situations. Which is the hard part for me to take because it is more difficult to go toe-to-toe with Clemson Mm. than it is to do this kind of stuff. This is the easier stuff. You put yourself in a position to be rewarded and you don't take advantage of it. And I think the NC State loss, the manner in which you lost, colors the emotions that everybody felt on Saturday night into yesterday. You're still pissed off about what you let slip away the week before. Yeah, that one hurts, man. So I'm still mad about into, that game. It it feeds into how you feel about this one. I don't. I'm not mad about this game. I actually thought that we played pretty well. Uh, I hate that little sequence that you just talked about. That it cost us the game. You know, Jordan's got to hold on to the ball. It's his fourth fumble this year. He's he's got to do better. He's got to do better. I blame him for that. He saw it coming. You go back and look at it. He can see it coming. It, you you can't fumble there. You cannot fumble there. He did. Uh, and that cost you the game because they score, and that's that's it. The game was over. Now, you made sure it was over by allowing a huge kickoff to start the second half and then a touchdown on the first play. You made sure there was no chance you were going to win that game at that moment, which is also something Florida State's good at. Uh, I think the final nail potentially was the obvious fake punt attempt. That's a panicky move. It's one drive for your offense into the third quarter. I'd rather If you're going to go for it, go for it. They, they know they're alert to a fake there. That's, that is a underlined, bold, and italic moment for where yeah. where would we fake it, if ever. I'd rather you run an offensive play. That's going to have a better chance to succeed. But either way, I'd punt. You're one offensive drive into the second half. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing about fake punts, when they work, you're a genius, and nobody questions the timing. When they fail, you're an idiot. Why would you ever do that? I'm not saying you're that guy. I'm just saying that, generally speaking, because it's a risk. It's a huge risk that you're taking when you fake a punt. And when it works, everybody, you know, we celebrate it and lore and talk about it forevermore, the national championship game. I think I think Auburn knew it was coming. They just didn't stop it. That's because Carlos <laughs> Williams is on the field. Yes. We did not snap the ball to Carlos <laughs> Williams on Saturday. <laughs> or hand it to him on a reverse. Right, yeah. No, no, I, that's that's where the better players thing comes into play. But I, I just, again, I, I'm not going to get caught up in that. I think you were already beat at that point. Yes, that's some incident, but I, I think you were already beat at that point. Um I'm not mad about the game uh, per se. I actually think Florida State did a lot of things much better than I thought they would. I, I for one, did not believe that there was any chance in hell 
Florida State could line up and run outside zone against Clemson. And they did, like a boss. I mean, kudos to this offensive staff and that game plan because I was dead wrong. Thought there was zero chance with these sorry-ass tight ends of ours that we could line up and run the ball effectively, utilizing them in the manner that we did. And we did. And that was very impressive and deserves a hat tip. By the way, that too is a trend. If we're going to talk about the negative trends, which we can and should, we should also point to the very many positive trends, which is that this group will game plan. This coaching staff does a very good job of putting together game plans against teams that have more talent. They did even last year when they lost games. They, you know, it, We were frustrated with last season, but they did even in those instances where they didn't have a right to compete in the second half of the season and did. But what's interesting and, and buoying about this game is it's not because you had three trick plays that worked for 80-yard no, touchdowns. Them. You moved them. You, you, had a, a you moved them off the ball. Sustained runs. It was really shocking. Who runs on Clemson like that? Nobody but us. Nobody but us. It was stunning. They, they were in shock. You could see it. Clemson was like, what in the world? We broke some things out with that that we've not shown before. They game plan. They did a great job. Very proud of that game plan. It gave them a chance. That's why it was 14-14, to 14 and you could have won the game. <laughs> but you didn't because, well, you don't. This is what you've done in this three-game losing streak. This is against the good teams. You blink first. You blink. You come out and prove that you're worthy. You come out and show you're there to play to win. You do that every week, even against teams that I'm telling you I think are better than Florida State. That's what we do. That's a sign of good coaching. But there are signs of bad coaching too because they always blink. They always are the first situationally to blow it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's part of the process. I get that. In the moment, though, I feel those same waves of emotion that fans feel and the frustration that bubbles to the surface, and you want something to be done about it, but it's part of the process. It is, and it's part of the process for the coaching staff, too. To me, one of the hidden drives in this game that really hurt you is you score, you get a stop, you get a great punt return to midfield, and you call screen, Gadget play, which is your offensive line diving at the feet of defensive lineman for a quick hitch, and that's blown up nearly intercepted. Mm-hmm. And then on third and long, you call another screen, and you punt. It was a tough sequence, Tom. Two screens and a trick? <laughs> it was a tough you know, sequence, yeah. Considering that they were able right. to Why generically move the ball, yeah. Well, this, but, but again, I want to point out that that is not unique to Mike. No, no, not at all. Coaches, for whatever reason refuse to believe what they're seeing they never do while it's happening you planned on it to happen it's working stay with it yeah and how about Dabo off his own goal line after the goal line stand he does the same thing he's trying to go Jimbo 2013 yes and take a shot on first down inside the five yard line and then they call a play on third down like so they did it too yeah no, yeah, no it, you're it right happens. it's not just it, it's not a FSU specific thing no it's not and and that's why when I see it, I can comp- complain and lament and say, that, that's stupid, don't do that. But it happens, that sequence, that out-of-left-field sequence that coaches seem to reach back for because they don't trust what they're seeing. I don't know where that comes from. But, again, it's not unique to us. 
It happens all over the country all the time. How many games do we all watch and go, what are you doing? Run the ball. You're having massive amounts of success running the ball. Why would you call a reverse there? Why would you? You know, we do that. We all do that. And we see coaches do it, and we just think, what are you doing? You know, this game doesn't, you know, I hesitate to say it doesn't bother me. I would have liked to have won the game, especially getting the evidence that we got in the first say, 25 minutes of the game. Yeah, that's the thing. There was a sentiment out there yesterday that this was almost a back-in-your-hole-you-frauds kind of result, and I just don't see that. I don't understand that. No, Florida State was an underdog, deservedly so. Uh, Florida State wasn't with their best players. They weren't healthy. They they, they played fine. I I mean, I'm not – listen, it's – the NC State game, be mad about. Yeah. Be mad about the NC State game. There are a lot of problems with that game. Coaching, players, Jordan, receivers. Oh, there are a lot of problems in that game. And you lose 1917. You gave that game away. Gave it away. That's that's that game that should stick with you. Wake, no. Wake's better. Better quarterback. Really well coached. Veteran team. Big receivers. Yeah, they just they just made plays. Our back end's not very good, Tom. I, I'm really frustrated with the uh back end of the defense. They're just not good. They get credit for developing that group last year, but they're regressing this year. Yeah. They have regressed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Omarion is it's terrible. Should not be on the field. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're getting into a place now where you can start playing the other guys because uh, oh, after the long touchdown play, where clearly Akeem Dent assumed something was going to happen that didn't. I saw Shaheen Brown on the field really quickly thereafter, mm-hmm. and he's going to make some mistakes, but he's going to make them at 100 miles an hour for you. Well, and I think Kazaria Thomas would, and I think that's uh, th- th- this is stuff that we're going to start seeing. I'm going to be interested if we see um, a new right tackle. Um, at, you know, I, I'm not talking about starting necessarily, but starting to play quite a bit. I think you can with Armella, especially now that it, you have the bye week to prepare him. Georgia Tech, you, you, could, you could break him out. There's some guys you're going to start seeing, I think, here. Uh, but all is not lost here. Nothing is screwed up here, man. You, they're going to be okay. The NC State game still hurts. I'm still talking about it now. I'm going to leave it alone. I won't mention it anymore. This isn't the game to be angry about. There are situations and plays that bother you. There are moments that upset you because the game is slipping away in those moments. But Clemson's clearly a better football team than Florida State. Yeah, the thing is, for NC State, you cost yourself a win. With Clemson, you played so poorly in situations key situations that you cost yourself a chance to win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's the difference. Yeah. You would have had a chance to win this you could, football you game. You could have, yeah. But you would have won the previous one if you didn't Without screw things question. up. Without question. I actually think if Florida State had answered the NC State touchdown to start the second half, the game's over. We're one touchdown away from the game being over. But they never could – they couldn't get anything going. They could, The three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. They couldn't get anything going. And that killed them. But this game – I mean, we, we make a, a valiant attempt at coming back, but I agree with Mike. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that comeback. I don't, I'm not responding to tweets and emails about how hard they fought. I, they're good. We've established they fight hard. They, they should. That should be the baseline. Mike said that. Coach Norvell brought that up when he was credited. When, when somebody brought that up, it was good to see the fight. I'm not talking about this game. He brought it up again, but I'm saying he brought it up last year. Last year, year, yeah. Last year, somebody said it's good to see the fight. He's like, well, well," he almost looked at them incredulous, like, well, what the hell? Yes, yeah, they're going to fight. And he's right. That should be a baseline. You should never be questioning whether or not your kids are going to play hard. The positive part about that is that 
the look in Jordan's eyes was different this time than the previous two weeks, mm-hmm. which I think is is notable it's since we notable. picked on it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, there wasn't. Uh, I'm shutting down on everything. No, 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 no. Eyes. He played. Yeah, that's he, good. He continued to fight. They all did. That that's good. I mean, I I had already put that to rest in my mind. I had already said earlier this year they're never going to quit. They're not that team. We know who they are. We know what they are. They're 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 a flawed team in a lot of areas. They're a better team in a lot of areas. They're a passionate team. They care deeply about each other, about the program, about their coaches. I don't worry about that aspect of it ever when they go out onto the field. I, I know they're going to keep fighting. I, they could be down 50 to nothing, and I wouldn't question it. I think they're going to fight. Now, I'd question other things if they were down 50 to nothing, but but they're, they're going to fight. So I, I don't have a problem with that. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply shake it off everybody so that's what Florida state has to do professional segue don't try it at the house they have to they have to win these next five games, or four of them. They have to get in line, ready to play, button up, play well, win situations, and win these games. They're all winnable games. I think most of us would agree with that. Sorry, I haven't been looking at the chat. Um, Z-Chan, thank you so much, man. I'll read that in just one second. And we're back. <laughs> so, I, I think it's imperative for for. Mike, that they they win these games, these very winnable games. I think it's very important for him in recruiting. I think it's very important for him the way he's perceived by this fan base. The majority of our fan base likes Mike Norvell an awful lot. Even the ones that would question some moments, decision-making, those kinds of things, right? They still, I think, I think they still believe in Mike because he's successfully flipped the culture because the team does play hard, because they are appreciably, as I like to say, better than they were a year ago. We've seen those moments of incremental improvement, right? And we see how hard they fight. So I, also, I just don't think anybody wants to start over. But at the same time, you got to win here, man. You have to win here. This is Florida State. Yeah, one of the things that came up during the watch along, and, and I thought it was a good thought from Dominic Robinson, which is, you know, you could see the progress, but that that feeling and that knowledge is a day by day deal. If you don't validate what what we're seeing in these losses by taking advantage of teams that are worse than you down the stretch here, yeah, then you you are going to come back to where we are today, which is you let one slip and you let chances to win meaningful football games. Mm-hmm slip through your fingers because of self-inflicted wounds. And now that becomes your identity. But the the full picture of the 2022 season is not in view yet. We've got a huge chunk oh, of it. Oh, these five games are of vital importance. I like what I'm seeing so far. 
Sounds like you like what you're seeing so far out of this group. But you have to go and do what you're supposed to do now, which yeah. is I, I agree with you. I think four is the number, provided that you don't well, have you can't go seven and five, Tom. crazy injury luck again, wow. provided that something like that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, these are teams that you should beat, yeah. and so go do it. Oh, without question. You're better than Miami. You're better than Florida. You're yep. better than Georgia Tech. You're better than Louisiana. Probably better than Syracuse. We'll see. I don't know. It might be a coin flip game. But yeah, if it's a night kick in the yeah, carrier dome, we'll, we'll it's see, strange. Right? But you're better. You're better than the teams that I just listed. So go win the games. Go win the games. And and by the way, I don't think it's crazy to think they will. I don't think it's crazy to say that they will. Jason, greetings from Germany. He says he's flying in this week, and hopefully, if he convinces his wife, they're going to go to try and make it to the uh, corner pocket before the game. Well, it won't be for this week. You yeah. mean the Georgia Tech game, Jason? Because uh, that would suck if you showed up and there's no game. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't I mean, fly you can go to corner pocket on a Friday. That's you can a great absolutely time. do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, you want to make sure you can do the right thing there. Uh, Noel Kev, thank you, and Z Chan, thank you. I did not uh, put put Z Chan back up there. Just a reminder <gasps> for all those who forgot. We're an unranked team who just went toe-to-toe with a top-five team and almost won. Getting people to understand that is like pulling teeth. I'm proud of our boys. Just got to keep climbing and taking care of business. Given that he's a dentist, that's funny. Uh, well done, Z-Chan. Thanks, Woo! as always. Jordan, you talked last week about why FSU shouldn't storm the field if we beat Clemson. Three teams stormed the fields last week in Colorado, Georgia, Southern Tennessee. Celebrations warranted? Not really. I don't know for Tennessee, guys. They'd lost 15 years in a row, right? Yeah, that one, that might be a special example. I mean, Alabama beat that ass on the regular. I couldn't legally drink yet the last time they beat Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I might. In Colorado, good God. Those poor people are getting high for the wrong reasons most Saturdays. And Georgia Southern, I don't know why the hell you're ever storming the field. But anyhow, this this is uh, – I. I Again, I'm not that angry about this game. There are a couple of things that I wish hadn't happened that frustrate me. <laughs> but I'm not angry. I was angry about NC State. But I really found myself, even during this game, when it was clearly over, I'm glad we fought. It got interesting. Clemson tried to let us back in, and we fought hard enough to get back in. But at, what was it, 34-14 at one point? Yeah, at 34-14, I was thinking a lot about, A, don't get beat by 50. B, just for recruiting purposes. Dabo was trying, too. Oh, he wanted yeah. – no, sure he did, and he should. If I'm him, I try to run that up. He had to have been frustrated. Yeah, the holding call on the walk-in touchdown mm. is a legitimate – that's a legitimate foul, but they're very close in that moment. Oh, they're You end up getting to, a field goal stop in, on that drive. Yeah, but, they're yeah. about to blow us out. And, and and if I'm him recognizing that Florida State is better, which he did after the game, first time I ever have to give him credit, um, if, I'm, if I'm recognizing that Florida State is a team on the come, that they're getting better, that they're better coached, that they're working hard. That don't they're let playing, this guy get players. You don't, yeah. That's right. You're thinking to yourself, damn it, I don't need this. I don't need a fully functioning Florida State. I don't need – I mean, part and parcel to Clemson's run has been our demise, right? That's how these things become dynasties. When we're great, typically speaking, Florida and Miami are not operating at peak efficiency. Not both. Now, there has that, that one moment in time where everybody in the state was dominant, and then hit, hence it was captured historically on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. But it's very rare. Usually one's taking advantage of the other's 
demise, decline, or current status of not being where they should be. That's true in the ACC for Clemson and Florida State. Like, Clemson is allowed to be Clemson so long as Florida State and Miami aren't good. It, it, it becomes real easy for them to just dominate because they're the only other football school in the conference. Well, and then they can come in unfettered and with access players. into the state of Florida. The competition that they have in the state of Florida is Alabama. It's Ohio State. It's not the guys that actually are operating programs in the state of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So that is he, – he recognizes that and wants to blow us out every time he plays us. This is two years in a row he hasn't. This is two years in a row where he's had to breathe a sigh of relief that they just won the game. Two years in a row he's had a hell of a lot more talent and goes, what in the hell? Yes. How are we here? Well, frustratedly, I'm sure, right? So, you know, again, that's a sign for Florida State. You don't get credit for, for you know, competing. You don't get credit for just playing hard. I mean, good, good. You're supposed to. We're beyond that now. You had to take – the way I look at these next five games and the way I look at the program is when you hired Mike Norvell, obviously we've – done all the analogies I've talked about being in the back alley drunk laying next to the dumpster and all that stuff we've had fun with it over the years wanting to clean ourselves up and move to a nice neighborhood and get a good job and all that stuff we have fun with it but really if you just use the age-old you know walk before you run analogy right like you wanted to see can we take some steps forward can we can we show signs that we're collectively getting it together and that happened. That happened pretty quickly behind the scenes. Not on the field necessarily with success, but behind the scenes, you began to see some of the things that were slipping through the crack be taken care of in a way that they hadn't been in a while. Jimbo had checked out, so the last two years of his existence here was a nightmare. He had good players, so he walked into some wins, but they weren't well coached, and he didn't want to be here. And so things were beginning to slip through the cracks. Willie took over, didn't work out. He was unable to get those things rectified behind the scenes. I'm not going to relitigate that. Point is, we saw it. It was a mess. We talked to the people on the inside. It was a mess. The administration did the same, and they pulled the parachute. They said, that's it. That's all. Let's go. We got we to gotta start over again. So they did. So right off the bat, you're saying, all right, Mike, let's see what you're about. What's your messaging? Do the players buy in? Are you consistent? It's all about consistency. Are you consistent day in, day out? Are you the standard every day? Because the players have to look to you for that until they take ownership. So can you get them to take ownership? Will they believe in you? Well, the only way they'll believe in you is if you're consistent. If that messaging remains the same after a big win and after a devastating loss. Turned out it was. Turns out it was, and they all bought in. Good, good. That's the first step. Now we're jogging. Now we're jogging. All right. These next five games are going to determine whether or not you can run. And run for time. Now we're starting to compete. Now it's let's go. Big boy time. We're now, we show we can walk. We show we can jog. You got to run. And then when you run, you got to run and beat your time and then beat that time and that time and keep running. That's what we're going to find out over these next five games. Are they ready to do that? Is the next season going to be that? Yeah, they're split so far. Let's call it a 10-mile race. First few miles looks great. Oh, we're out. We're, we're jumping the gun. We're ready to go. And then there are just little stretches where, for some reason, our time is terrible. It's rotten. It's awful. And that's the thing. We talked about this and documented it last year and – after the LSU game as well, which is, look, we've got a bigger conversation to have down the line when they're good enough to have it. And that's, do we tighten up on the sidelines in key moments? Because there are points last year with fourth down decision-making where you say, are we panicking? What's going on here? And then this year with the LSU game, how is this close? We're blowing them out. How do we find a way to be in a position where if they go for two 
we'd probably lose the game right then and right there with no time left on the clock. How do we get in that position? Well, they got the win. These are the important things. That was the retort. One day when they get a little bit better, then we're going to have to return to these bookmarks and say, is there a greater problem going on? We're close to that now. This five-game stretch will be very important. If you play poorly in situations oh, and lose I, these I, games, I, we're going to have that we're conversation. We're here. We've arrived because yeah. we've shown that from the 20s to the 20s, we're good enough. Nobody runs on Clemson like we did. I, I think it was Kurt uh, who put out a tweet yesterday that said, it's the national title game in 2016, the last time any group has rushed for over six yards a carry. Yeah. On Alabama, oh, or, or, or Clemson. Listen, and, and when I said that last segment that I got that way wrong, and I applaud them for their uh, game plan and their ability to to have run the ball, uh, I, I don't mind being wrong about that. There was no evidence that we were going to be able to do that because uh, Clemson hadn't provided any evidence that people could. Yeah. So I don't care about being wrong about that. That that's a bravo moment for us. That's a great game planning moment for us. Um, you know, in that coaching staff, uh, you know, I, I think they were stunned by what Florida State was able to do running the ball. and um, They were. They communicated that to their local media today. They said, well, we just got beat one-on-ones. Yeah, they didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. That typically is a safe assumption when most of your defensive line is projected to get drafted in the first two rounds. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fair assumption, typically. So, yeah, and because they're teaching us here, offensively speaking in this game, uh, to a degree, what's possible now you do have to change the the grading curve a little bit. So on the one hand, you could be thrilled with in seven through seven games this season you've seen, despite myriad injuries, that they're a hell of a lot better. That's the good part. Now the tough part is, okay, legitimate that you're facing three top 15 teams in sequence here. That's not easy to do. You'd like to win one of them. You should have won at least, won won at least one of them. Yeah. This next five-game stretch. Uh, that's what I, Those I, problems cannot persist because now we're going to have the discussion that people want to jump and have today. I say wait. Oh, I, I, that, my point was, and that's why I came in here and said, listen, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on this Clemson game. Uh, I, I, the next five games, we are at the place in the, st- in the schedule and in the development of the program that the next five games are of vital importance. It's going to give you the answers you desperately seek. Is Mike Norvell the right coach for this program? Does he have the right staff? You might be able to answer that in multiple ways. Mike's the right guy. He's got to fire some people. Could be that Mike's not the right guy. Go two and three in these next five games. I guarantee you most of this fan base will not want him back. So these five games are going to tell you all that you need to know about what Florida State is. Sometimes it boils down to that. I I hate to do that. I hate to ignore all the stuff that's in our rear view right now. Like all that stuff, the good and the bad and everything in between, right? I'm looking at these five games saying, all right, man, come on now. We are here. Let's go. Right. And if, you know, Miami was number seven in the country and undefeated and Florida was yeah, number five not. in the yeah, country, right. then maybe we wouldn't be talking about it that way. But, but you see what they are and you see what Georgia Tech has been. And Louisiana is not the last year version of that particular I program. just watched LSU drop 45 points on Florida. Right. Right. The LSU team we beat. The things that are in the rear view are the table being set. And now it's time to eat. You've got to go ahead and do it. Because yeah. if I'm a 17 or 18-year-old looking at Florida State, my mind could be changed one way or the yeah, other Sure, right now. It's not just the fans or the boosters or the NIL collective. It's, hey, man, the future of the program. You win a couple of these rivalry games on the way to eight wins. At least one of them. 
on the way to eight wins. Okay, you've d- you checked the box for this season, and then we'll ratchet up the expectations again in the offseason. Yeah, and it's interesting because I get that it's most of the time a little bit more nuanced than I'm currently making it. You know, I get, but this is a zero-sum game. This is where you win or you lose. This is this at some point you get to that place. It would be more nuanced if you beat NC State. You'd get another strike on the back end, but you don't now. That's my problem with it. If you're five and two, yeah, I yeah, nobody's upset at five and two. Right. I'm not even upset at four and three. I'm mad about the NC State game specifically, but I I can live with four and three because I thought that those were three losable games. You were an underdog in two of them. I mean, it wasn't even like that Vegas and other objective measures thought you were going to win. That's different. I mean, that's where, you know, when you cover the spread, it matters. Or, you you know, when you hang out around the ballpark of where you're projected to, because they do use power rankings and things like that to come up with these numbers. So if you're playing well beyond it or well below it, it says something good and bad about your coaching. So that's, I mean, that's why when you see these stats, even for non-gamblers, so-and-so hasn't covered a spread in their last eight games. You can bet that fan base is looking at that coach, not because they're losing money betting, but because you're not living up to anybody's objective expectations of what you can be. I mean, that's not where we are. Florida State has, has arrived at that place where they are absolutely playing to the expectation. Yeah, play for play, we're good. Situationally, we're bad. That's who this team has been. And that even in some of those wins earlier on in the season. Play for play, good. Situationally, not so good. That's got to change. I don't know. They spend a lot of time on special teams. Maybe they should spend a little bit more time on situations <laughs> heading down the stretch here. But you've just got to handle red zone, and then it's two-minute drill in this game. The two, I mean, that's a 10- to 14-point swing. I know you could chuckle at me because that assumes we're going to make a field goal if it's a 10-point swing. But, yeah, I mean, good yeah. gracious, that is atrocious. It is the worst thing that could happen, and you found a way to make it happen. And if it was isolated after a win against NC State that you won by 20 points, you wouldn't feel it the same way that you feel it on Saturday night because of what you did in all situations poorly against NC State in that second half. It's just it, it's a trend, and it's an alarming one. The good news is you go into this bye week now, you're going to get your best defensive player back on the field coming out of that bye week, we believe. The guys that have been playing beat up will have a chance to heal up. This back half of your schedule are winnable games. You've got better players in some situations in these matchups. I mean, certainly you got better players in Louisiana. Certainly you have better players than Georgia Tech. I mean, just to name a couple. And argue Syracuse, too. Certainly, yeah. you got better players than Syracuse. So... Those are games that you know you ought to win. You ought to win. Now Syracuse is buttoned up; they're playing well. They're, it's you know that's we'll see what that game and it's is. A tough spot after yeah. a rivalry game. But on I the road. I didn't yeah. say go five and zero. Oh, I said four and one. Mm-hmm. You can you can lose one of those games that we're talking about where it's in question. The two road games, Miami or Syracuse, you could lose one of those. You should beat Florida here. There's no doubt you should beat Florida here. Looking at what Florida is right now. So, again, man, I, just not a lot of wiggle room. Sometimes it just comes down to it. Like, we've got five games to prove that this is a big step being taken forward, and I, I think it is. I think they're going to win these games. I'm here telling you now, I, I do think they're going to win. This isn't like, hey, heads up, everybody. We may have to call for this guy's head kind of conversation. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying 
Nut cutting time, baby. Here we go. Five games. Right. Oh, man. I haven't heard nut cutting time in a while. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, Papa Cameron has helped. He's had his hand on the bicycle seat. Yeah. You know, with the training wheels I'm there. I'm letting go. And now there are no training wheels and there's no hand. No handlebars, no seat. Ride. You know how to ride. You, you know how to balance. do it. You got your balance. Go. Go. Go win football games. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Yeah, this is not an angry discussion. It is a frank discussion. It, that's all it is. It's just a frank discussion of where our expectations are. Mine, anyhow. There are plenty of people who disagree with me who are a little bit more, uh, you know, desperate and angry and frustrated than I am, and some that also think that uh, we're well beyond where they thought we were going to be. Like their expectations are already met and then some, and then there's everybody else. So I think that they've played to their talent. They haven't done anything exceptional and they haven't done anything dreadful. And I think that they should win four of the next five games, if not all five. They have similar, better in some cases, slightly less than others, talent to the teams that they're playing that remain on the schedule. So all things being equal, it comes back to coaching and health. Would you be willing to do a keg stand outside a corner pocket if they win all five games? Sure. Okay. All right. Well, Eric Angel, you get your wish. He put it in the chat. It was a real. I will gladly do a keg stand outside the with the front door of corner pocket. Is Maybe that, on the deck. We can move the, the yeah, keg to the deck. I'd like not to get injured, but you sure. Yeah. yeah. The deck sounds good. I think Bill would enjoy that. All right, Eric, you've done it. Now I feel better about win the our next five, of five. Win the next five, and I'll do a keg stand uh, at uh, Corner Pocket <laughs> on video. We, 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 yeah, that'll be that Saturday, right? Maybe yeah. before we start rivalry Saturday. Absolutely, I'll, yeah. I will be happy to do it. I, I think there's a, a decent chance I'm doing a keg stand, guys. I do. I think there's a decent chance. Maybe you should pop four Delta Eight gummies just before the keg <laughs> stand, and then see where the day goes. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, I'd like to watch those games <laughs> and remember them. Enjoy them. I I don't three need, fireball shots I after. Don't, I don't need to be staring off into the trees. Look at the wind. Why is Jeff facing out towards Appalachian <laughs> Parkway? Uh, I will gladly um, you know, go go do that. Uh, so so just to clarify, because people were asking, no, I'm not calling for anybody um, to be fired. Uh, I, I I have said before that I would make certain changes on the coaching staff. Um, there are a couple guys that I'm not in love with on this staff. But um, at the same time, uh, I think they've done a, a good job of getting this thing flipped around, and, and we're moving in the right direction. Um, you know, it's when you lose games and you have a discussion after a loss, there's always going to be something to pinpoint uh, regarding the mistakes that were made or the moments that were lost, you know, the opportunities that weren't taken advantage of. That doesn't mean you're calling for anybody to be fired. We, It's pretty amazing how quickly we elevate things to fire or not status um, 
fans do that with sports in general. Baseball, basketball, football, doesn't matter. Everybody wants somebody fired all the time. Um, now, I have in my career certainly shown that uh, I will tell you when I want somebody to be fired or think they should be. Uh, so I'm not holding back anything here, guys. If I thought that we were not moving in the right direction, I'd tell you. Uh, and, and, and maybe we arrive at that place. If they go one and four over the next five, I think I'll say that we should fire him, yes. That would be hard to do. I would hate it. I would hate it because of what it means. Well, it wouldn't be hard to say, but it would be hard to go one and four in the next five games. I don't think they will. I don't think – of yeah. course not. And I think they are moving in the right direction. But, um, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's important. How you perform in these five games is very, very important. I think the personnel choices here after the bye week are going to be interesting. You you alluded to it in the open, but you have a bomb play where you miss the, the corner blitz, and we're never trained up well on those uh, secondary blitzes, it feels like. Week one against LSU, By Jamie way, did a good job on a couple of them. That blitz but, was like the most anemic like man. child trying to tackle a father. I mean, it was so embarrassing. There's just never any control. No. There's never any control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Air on fire. It's almost no like breaking down. Your A Rod in the in the Sky Dome yelling at the guy. You know, with the pop up as you're running by him. Wah! And then you're hoping you throw him off. But we, I saw a change at safety after that, and Shaheen played an awful lot of football, and then at corner. What are our personnel decisions like from moving uh, from here on out? It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, there's a good chance that that we see some of the younger players because we've got evidence that they probably need to get a little more playing time at this point. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.